Welcome to A Break From The Grind. I'm your host, Jason, and with me, as always, is my co-host, George. Say hi to the people, George. People, how are you today? I am fantastic. I am ready to go. I am refreshed, recharged. I came home from work. I took a nap. Uh, I'm ready to go. And uh, with George being ready to go, he, at the last minute, was able to secure a secure a very special guest with us this week. He's been on the show about a billion times. Every time he comes on, uh, you guys are a little bit better for it. It's Neil from Clock Dodgers. Neil, what's going on, man? What up? What up? What up? Welcome. I'm happy to be back, man. Happy to be back. Uh, you always give me this a special guest thing. I don't really like that. It kind of makes me feel like I'm going to fall short of that. But I'm here, man. By far and away, the the most reoccurring guest we've had on the show. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'll take. I mean, you are a glutton for punishment, so <laughs> yeah. I'm always a little you, nervous. Come on, you can always say no, right? Like, I mean, literally. So a little peek behind the scenes, like. 25 minutes ago, I just posted in a group chat, hey, anybody want to do a break from the grind tonight? And Neil's like, I'll do it. I've got no life. I, I, I'm i a glutton for punishment. And yeah. here we are. Yeah, you know, that's you, basically how it went. You know what's funny about that is he posted that and I didn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason doesn't want to be here. He wants to go eat. I do. So it's, I, uh, 10, it's 10.50 Eastern time. Jason has not had dinner yet. That's that's how much I care about you listeners. I got home from work. I tried to help my wife build some Ikea furniture. And then I came right to podcast before dinner. So, so Neil, I feel yes. like we should focus on food because I know I've eaten dinner. I'm assuming you've eaten dinner. I have so eaten the only dinner. Thing, yeah. The only thing we can do is make Jason's life just a little bit more miserable by talking about food. Well, Works for me, man. so I have a question for you. It's currently 1052. If it rolled over to midnight and then I went ahead and ate, would that be dinner or breakfast? Um, Technically, it's breakfast. Like, it, I mean, if you were to eat dinner at like five o'clock or food at five o'clock in the morning, like that would be considered breakfast, right? I would think so. Yeah, I kind of consider breakfast when I sleep and wake up. <laughs> so if you didn't go to sleep and it's midnight, it's still dinner. Still dinner. Okay. I, I guess. So, so w- let me ask you this, Neil. Like in Jason's situation, you come home, you've got to help the the wife do some stuff around the house. Like, do you manage to? And and you know you've got a podcast coming up that's supposed to be starting around nine thirty ish. Do you like just grab something quick to eat or? You just say, oh, I'll get it later and I'll put it off and put it off. And next thing you know, it's almost 11 o'clock and you haven't eaten dinner yet. No, yeah, I would have definitely have like did something in between. I, would, I, wouldn't yeah, have, I couldn't have waited that long. No, I couldn't have. And, and at what point do you just say, you know what? I'm not eating dinner tonight. At this point. Well, here, so I think, here's, here's, I think Jason's going to skip dinner tonight. Two factors. Here, one, I'm diabetic and my blood sugar won't like that. Two, um, to be fair to this whole thing, I helped my wife right up until 9.30 when we were start recording, supposed to start recording a podcast. Uh, we started, oh, about five minutes ago, and it is 10.53. All this time we've been working on George's audio issues. So, you know, I should have been done and finished with food by now, uh, but my co-host is here... Jason, is, is your dinner made? 
I mean, listen, dinner's going to be a hot dog at nope. this point, and it takes about 10 seconds. It could be made pretty damn quick. So so are, so are you saying the time that we were working on trying to get my microphone to work, Yep. you couldn't find 10 seconds yep. to heat up a hot dog? I was kind of tied to a laptop. You, you could have just said, hold on a second. And Laptops move around. They do. Laptops move around, phones move around. Like, I don't. I mean, I don't move this laptop around. It's almost. It's it's mostly broken. <laughs> well, you could have said, "Hey George, hold on, ten seconds." Give me give me twenty seconds. This way, I can at least heat it for ten seconds. Put it on a bun, add some ketchup and mustard, and be done. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna just go with this is bad time management over here, Jason. Okay, that's yeah, fine. It's, that's it's, fine. it's horrible. Listen, do you think I would have if I hadn't had dinner? Yep. And we were working on my laptop. Yep. And I, you don't think I would have said, hey, give me in one minute. Let me go grab something real quick to eat, and then we can come back and address this because I'm diabetic and I need to get some food in me. So like, I, I feel like that would be – like I would be understanding of this. Again, in my defense, I was trying to get it started so we could get it you done. You have no defense. So I could, so I could get actual <laughs> – to an actual meal. You no know, piss-poor time management. If we stretch this conversation out long enough, is there a chance that you pass out at the podcast? Maybe. Okay. I mean, let's let's go for that. That's always (laughs) it. I could also lose my foot. I'm not, we're not going to go there. Uh, So, so I guess the question is now, do I just have a hot dog or do I sit down and make something? Which, what should, what do you think I should do? I mean, if there's no rush at this point. Right. Exactly. Then you don't need the hot dog. Cause I'm thinking like. I can make myself actual breakfast. I got like, eggs. I got bacon. I got toast. Listen, I, I'm a fan of hot dogs. Like I, I, I like a good hot dog. Um, I'm, I'm going with you. Make the hot dog. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I have no problem with the hot dog, and I have no problem with you rewarding yourself with breakfast, even though you haven't gone to sleep and woke up. So, like, you could, you. you could, you could even spruce up the hot dog. Like, I like to. Take the hot dog and I put like a little spaghetti sauce on it and a little bit of cheese. Wait, and make it f- like a pizza dog. Wait, what the f- what? What the fuck? Y- y'all have never done that? What? <laughs> no, no, I've never heard of that. No, no, no. You've never. Oh wow, you guys are living such sheltered lives. Like you've never heard of a pizza dog? Never. No. Have you ever heard of a a Chicago dog? Well, yes. Carolina dog. Sure. No, I don't know. I just heard Carolina hot dog is is chili and coleslaw. I mean, I've heard of the combination. Oh, man, I'm telling you, y'all are a nice all-beef hot dog. Okay. A little spaghetti sauce. All right. A little a little mozzarella cheese. I always have little pepperonis in, in my fridge, so I'll put a little pepperoni on there as well. Man, that is a that is a fantastic hot dog. That's interesting. On a regular hot dog bun? Yeah, just a regular hot dog bun. Mm. Never I heard s- of this. I think you created it. No, like so we have a, a restaurant here um in, in, in Brevard County. It's uh Dogs of Us. And you, you look at their menu and one of their, their menu items is this Italian they call it the Italian dog because it's like a pizza hot dog. It's fantastic. So I Googled it. Uh Arbetters, there's a local place in Cocoa called Arbetters that has it. Yeah, it's it's not a it's like a little known thing. Like it's it's a thing. Like it, hot dog places have that. I don't know, but I, I don't know about this. I do know that Domino's did hot dog stuffed crust at one point. 
that's that's an abomination that that whoever came up with that idea needs to be fired. I mean, no offense, George, but you're literally talking about putting pizza sauce on a hot dog no, bun it's with totally pepperonis. Different than putting a hot dog inside the pizza crust. No, that's no. I don't know Just what the little... difference. Those are pigs in a blanket. I have no idea what the difference is between what you're saying and what this is. I like. Why don't you just get crazy and make a breakfast hot dog? Like make the a pancake, the bun, put maple syrup on the hot dog, and like well, do you can do that, but you you gotta do that with 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 sausage. Sausage, right? you can't. That's a sausage. Yeah, you thing, can't yeah. do that. You can't. Yeah, you can't do that with a hot dog. He, he can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. I could do. This is true. I could do whatever I want. It's you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me got, ask you this: Have I've you got canned ravioli. Tried... I could just eat that out of the can. Like, we hey, could... listen, that's that's underrated right there. Like that's low key underrated. Like ravioli right out the can. That, I prefer ravioli out of the bag that I put in the oven, you know, boil it for a couple minutes and eat it. That's my favorite. And I only eat the mini rounds. I don't eat big ones. You know, I don't eat the, the bigger circles. It's this brand. They have the mini ones. I get them at Publix. They're fantastic. George, I got to ask you. I got to ask you. Publix is fantastic. I got to ask you this question because we're talking about eating out of the can, right? Yep. So Okay. So, and this is totally a fat guy thing. I know it is. You know, there's all that sauce left at the bottom of the can. Yep. You ever take a piece of bread and sop that up? Listen, if you don't, I'm going to see if you're on the FBI's most wanted list. Because you are a domestic terrorist. Neil, you, you've never done that, have you? Nope. Well, that would Dude, explain so that would explain you, you the beard. You the can. Like, Neil's high class. He's he's talking about raviolis out of a bag that you got to heat up. Like, <laughs> Jason and I are straight up talking about Chef Boyardee. You pull the tab on the top of the can. You don't dump it out in a bowl and microwave it. You just eat it cold right out the can. Yep. Like, and then what you do is you take the sauce in the bottom and you, you, you either, you know, dump it out onto the bread or you could put the bread in the can either way. It's fine. But that is excellent as well. Yeah. See, I'm definitely not going to eat Chef Boyardee at all, basically. Um, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't eat it cold. That's disgusting. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, well, I mean it's not you got is you know heating it up i might it, try it it's not cold but, uh, per se it's room temperature it's like, that's disgusting um <laughs> yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't eat it i wouldn't even eat the noodles out of chef Boyardee, so i'm definitely uh, not eating stuff with cheese or meat in it hey, have you guys ever had uh peanut butter and pancakes i have not no i've never well yes i have only because uh one of the local places here it does like a reese's like pancake it's okay. like a it's like a pancake house it does like specialty pancakes and stuff so yeah so i love peanut butter and pancakes like low-key that is my favorite breakfast uh breakfast item and I, I i like to get the the microwave pancakes that come like little three in a package you, you, you separate them on a plate you microwave them you add peanut butter and a little bit of syrup that is also excellent eating my friend i, I gotta be honest when it comes to peanut butter and banana i like them like straight up on like peanut butter and jelly or a banana but like anything banana flavored peanut butter cookie peanut butter this i don't like any of it like it has to be just a straight up banana or peanut butter only and peanut butter and jelly that's it try listen so i survived the boot camp on peanut butter and pancakes like straight up when i was in the marines like every morning for breakfast that's what i had because it would stick to your sides throughout the whole morning um give it a shot You'll be surprised at how good it is. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, one thing Do you I can still say- use like syrup and stuff, or just peanut butter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. You put a little bit of syrup on there. Absolutely. So Neil, uh, pro tip because, and I, not that I've ever done this with pancakes, but if you heat up the peanut butter, it gets a little more viscous. It gets a little more, you know, it's a little 
It's not as like chunky, not chunky is not the right word. It's not as thick as if you just take it out of the jar. And then you smear it on the pancake? Well, and you can like, so if you heat it up a little bit, it gets a little runnier and it pours almost like a syrup. And then you can pour it like on whatever you'd put it on. It, it would just, it just like, you can drizzle it instead of having like a spreadable peanut butter that you have to, you know, smear all over it. You get what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. So if you're going to try it, I would heat the peanut butter up a little bit to make it a little runnier. So it would like, so it like drizzles on there a little bit better. I, I will say, I will say, spreading peanut butter on a hot pancake, it spreads pretty good. Now, to combine all of this, have you all ever had peanut butter on a hot dog? No, <laughs> absolutely not. So here's but I, ha- I have had peanut butter on a cheeseburger. I've had that too. Uh, so when I was a kid, we'd go over to my grandparents' house and I'd see what we could get away with. So one day I asked them if we could have peanut butter on our hot dogs, and sure as shit, we did it. It was okay. Like I, Listen, you know, it's not something I'd recommend, but it wasn't bad. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm convinced you could get away with anything you want short of murder at your grandparents' house. Man, you guys are way more versed in, than me and all this stuff. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I haven't – I guess I, – I don't know how to describe it. Like, I'm not the try new things kind of guy, you know, when it comes no, to No, no, you're Mr. Chicken Tenders. We get Yeah, like, like, yeah, if I go in a restaurant and I get chicken strips, I'm like, these chicken strips are good. Every time I come to this, this restaurant, I'm getting chicken strips. I'm not going to go, oh, well, I'd also like to try the steak. No, no, ne- we, already, Neil- we already found one good thing. We stay there. So, so whenever Neil goes to Cheddar's, what he's saying is he only gets the chicken tenders because they have the best chicken tenders anywhere. Yeah, I've got yes. – so it's – listen, I, I get where you're coming from because you're always going to have a good meal. You're never going to be disappointed. Exactly. But you're also never going to get your balls blown off by something really fucking delicious either. Like you're going to get chicken tenders and and it's okay. it's good. It's good. It's just not great. Like – you can find great out there, man. That's that's what I'm trying to find. I'm trying to every time I go out, and I found all kinds of disappointing. But sometimes I fucking find great. I'm okay with good with no disappointment. You know, I'll take that chance. So that's weird. I have plugged in. <laughs> I have plugged in my computer, and it is still telling me my battery's running low. Awesome. Wow, you guys are a, a mess of, of issues over here with I the uh, audio and the laptops and. <laughs> Hold on, let me go make a hot dog. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late for that, Jason. <laughs> quite, quite, so, a, quite episode here. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Neil. Um, what you got going on in your life, man? Like any anything you want to share with the people? Anything big happening? Anything small happening? Nothing. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. You know, just doing my thing, man. Like you know, being a dad, uh, podcasting. Nothing, nothing extravagant, man. Nothing, yeah, uh, nothing, nothing to brag about. You've got the uh, the Clock Dodgers podcast. I and do. You also have you also started up a new uh, Raiders podcast, I believe. I did. Yes. What happens in Vegas? What? So, love the title, by the way. I love that title. So what's great? What's great about this is you start a Raiders podcast, and they have the the best start to their season in how many years? Like forever. <laughs> Since two thousand two. Yes, since you, some of us were children. Well, not really children, but, you know. Um, yeah, so it's been a good start. Been a good start to the season. Last week was kind of rough, kind of rough. It was a disappointing loss for sure. But, uh, yeah, it feels good. I feel this is the most positive I felt. For, this is the first season where when I say, hey, I feel good, hey, I think we're going to win, people don't immediately say, ah, oh, just Raider bias, uh, Raider bias. I'm like, no, it's legitimately I got, like, a good case here at this point, you know, so – um, it's been it's been fun so far. So yeah, I've been wanting to do like 
Raider content, like, only in a way. And so I was like, you know, people who listen to Clock Dodgers might not really be Raider fans. So I, I, I always juggle with, like, Clock Dodgers, like, do I, you know, hit them? Because, you know, it's an all-purpose thing, right? Like, I do the fancy content, but I also just do other kinds of stuff, interviews and things like that. But I was like, I really want something where I just do one thing. And so I said, the Raider content would be the easiest. Let me start a Raider podcast and try that. Um, so, yeah, that's the the one topic that I took to its own spot. <laughs> so I, I have to admit, I don't listen to a lot of your uh, your, your Raiders podcast because I'm not a Raiders fan, but I did check out the first episode and I thought it was very – it was good content for the team it was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's not – like, I'm not looking for Raider content, but if you are looking for Raider content, then, like, I, I couldn't uh, – I couldn't recommend another show over this one because it was it was good uh, like everything else you do, man. It was cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, I try new things over there too. Like some episodes, I take like clips from like the post game interviews or like throughout the week, and I like just kind of like go weave in and out of them, or I do just do different things. So like I feel like it's a a new spot for me to play and try try different stuff. You know what I mean, so uh, rather than being clock dodgers and, and mess around too much, where people are kind of accustomed to you know certain things, I said this is a new spot for me to kind of you know try new stuff. So that's what I'm doing over there. Very, very got, cool. Hey, so you got, you got anything else you're working on? Um, those are the two big things. Um, I do. Uh, I, I am working with um Rival, which I, you guys remember No Halftime, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, so like, it's it's basically like them. Um, so it's a it's a daily it's a DFS app that's coming. The site's gonna launch first before the app. Um, so that that'll come out. I'm hoping it hasn't started yet because they've been kind of trying to bang this thing out and get it ready. But hopefully this upcoming week, people will be able to start using it on the website. It's at rivalfantasy.com. Um, but if not, there's a there's a link when you just go to that website where you can like put your email in and they'll give you a you know a notice when it's actually active the site. Um, but yeah, working with those guys, excited about that. Um, so doing that, and then I do work over at Blue Wire, which is a podcast network, uh, just helping them edit shows and kind of keep the quality and everything up on the network. But yeah, other than that, just family, kids, soccer, all that stuff. Just, just run around trying to do everything I can. <laughs> so, so the the last episode Jason and I did, we did it was like basically a six month update because it's been so long since we had done a break from the grind show. Right. Um, so we we've talked a little bit about how my life has changed from working at the factory to now working with my dad and doing the house flipping and the construction and all that. How has your life changed since COVID? Like, has has it had like a major impact on 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 your personal uh life i mean it's definitely it's definitely been different in terms i mean my kids are in school so that's back to normal my wife works in and out of the office so like certain days home certain days in the office so she's home more um i'm home 24 7 because i don't work in an office anywhere i work everything from home <laughs> so um kind of during this i've been able to like just move everything to home at this point i mean so like i've got all remote work at this point so i don't have to leave the house except to you know like i said do things for the kids whatever things i got errands i gotta run whatever um but yeah man like it hasn't been, I know for a lot of people, like the COVID lifestyle was like a hard hit. But for me, I mean, it, it wasn't that dramatic. Like, I've actually enjoyed it. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't have a problem with this. I don't have a problem with any part of this lifestyle. I know a lot of people are out there fighting a lot of different causes for it, but I've literally uh, adjusted pretty well. I feel like it hasn't been much of a, a problem for me. I understand everyone's not the same, but I've, I've enjoyed the, the uh, adjustment. <laughs> yeah, I'm a home guy too. Like, I had no, there, you, wait. You're telling me on a Friday night after I've worked for 10 hours, I can't go out? <laughs> right. <laughs> Darn. Damn it. Right. Yeah. 
And we still go out, like, you know, we try to do it the best ways possible and stuff. And mo- most of it, though, is, like, for the kids, you know, like, soccer yeah. games and stuff like that. We don't – we still go to that. The kids do jujitsu, But, like, it's just it just makes everything easier and, you know, I don't know. I haven't had any problem with it. I know a lot of people, like I said, don't like to be inside as much or, you know, whatever. But – and also some people, like, go into work, like, into an office and seeing the people in the office. And, like, I love remote work. It just I, – I prefer it. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I've, I've, I've enjoyed the adjustment. I know some people don't feel that way, but I have. Have you started uh, doing like indoor things? I know you mentioned uh, the Taekwondo and not, but like movies or concerts or anything like that. Like, have you guys dabbled back into any of that or still um, not doing that? Yet? No, the only things we've done, like I said, my kids have been going to Jiu Jitsu. They've actually been going not dur- during when it first like hit, they were doing it like on, on like TV, on, on yeah. Skype with, with, the, with the class. But um, since they, they've gone back for a while now, um, so they've been doing that. They go to school, but I don't really do anything inside the soccer's outside. Um, just just regular shopping and stuff like that. But we haven't done. Oh, we have gone to like um, a resort in Orlando. Um, that was inside. I was like the first time like being in a place where like some people aren't wearing masks, some people are. I'm in the water. I'm mixing it up with people. But like my kids have been doing stuff like that. There's like a water park here in West Palm. My mom takes them and stuff. Like I don't go, but like she takes them and stuff. But so like they they they've been doing stuff more than anything. I felt like. Listen, if I was going to get it, my kids were going to give it to me anyway. So at that point, I was like, whatever. But, um, yeah, we haven't done anything too crazy except, like I said, like a resort in Orlando, things like that. And we actually did go to, we actually did go to um, uh, Disney or one of those places too during it. <laughs> so we kind of rolled the dice a little bit. So no, nobody in the, in the house has, has had COVID yet though, right? Like no. You guys have all been COVID free. I Because I know in one of the group chats that we were in, uh, there was a scare. But it – it, yeah, it turned out not to be anything. Yeah, I mean, I get scared all the time, man. I take. <laughs> oh, trust I get, me, I know. You tell us. I get the I get the home <laughs> test kits, man. I'll run through them bad boys all the time. <laughs> I encourage them. Neil, you Neil, know Neil gets a sniffle and he's going to get tested. Screw this. Yeah, <laughs> Neil, I had my wife you... testing herself last week. It was really for me. It wasn't for her. While her 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 test it says you know wait 10, 15 minutes. I'm, I'm the one having anxiety. She's like, I really don't care. Like whatever. I'm like, no, I'm nervous about this test. That's not even me, and I'm nervous. Well, the, you know, you know, George ain't getting it. He's eating pizza shit on a hot dog like that. That's, you're damn right. Listen, a- anything that I put in my body when I was in the military, like COVID's going to get into me. But like, fuck this. This guy lives like this. Yeah, exactly. I, I got nothing on this. Yeah, it's been interesting, man. It's been interesting for sure. Hey, so one thing I wanted to do and, and we're not going to we're not going to be on here too much longer because one, I got to eat and two, uh. Two are gonna... It's too late to eat. You just you're skipping tonight. We're, we're trying. No, I I think I've talked myself into raviolis out of a can. Oh, man. <laughs> you were better off not eating, my friend. Um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to talk about. So every once in a while, I find an "Am I the asshole?" from Reddit that I really really like, and I want to start doing those. This one, man. This one. Uh, this one I uh, I read the other day, and I said, okay, this has to be on the show. So. Am I the asshole for deleting my friend's wedding photos in front of them? So, oh, we need the story on this. Okay, so y- you read that headline and you go, "Well, of course you're the fucking asshole," but he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "But hold on." This uh it starts out with saying, "I'm not really a photographer. I'm a dog groomer. I take lots of photos of dogs all day to put in my Facebook and Instagram. It's my thing. It makes sense." Um a cut and a photo with every appointment. I very seldom shoot things other than dogs, even though I have a nice setup. A friend, uh, a friend of mine got married a few days ago and wanting to save money asked if I'd shoot for them. I told him it's not really my forte, 
but he convinced me by saying he didn't care if they were perfect. They were on a shoestring budget, and I agreed to shoot the whole wedding for two fifty, which is nothing for a ten hour event. Yeah, really nothing. No, seriously. So my wife and I have done photo shoots, uh, weddings. When we charge, and and my wife's a photographer, but a different type of photographer. Um, but when we charge seven fifty, that's usually a third of what people are paying for like real wedding photographers. So like. 250 is literally nothing. So, says, on the day of the shoot, I'm driving around following the bride as she goes from appointment to appointment before the ceremony, taking photos along the way. I shoot the ceremony itself, and during the reception, I'm shoot shooting the speeches and people mingling. I started around 11 a.m. and was due to finish around 7.30 p.m. So around 5, food is being served to all the guests. I was told I could not stop to eat because I needed to be the photographer. In fact, they didn't save me a spot at any any table. Now, at this point, I'm getting tired, and I'm kind of regretting doing this for next to nothing. It's also unbelievably hot. The venue is in, at an old Veterans Legion, and it's like 110 degrees Fahrenheit, and there's no AC. I told the groom I needed to take 20 minutes to get something to eat and drink. There's no open bar or anything. I can't even get water and my two bottles that I brought with me are long gone. He tells me I need to either be the photographer or leave without pay. With the heat, being hungry, being generally annoyed at the circumstance, I asked if he was sure and he said yes, so I deleted all the photos I took right in front of him and took off saying I'm not his photographer anymore, he can keep his 250 bucks. Honestly, at that point I would have paid 250 bucks for a glass of cold water and somewhere to sit for five minutes. Was I the asshole? They went right on their honeymoon and they've been off social media, but a lot of people have been posting on their wall asking about photos with zero responses. I'm going to let Neil go first because he's the guest. Damn. Um, all right. So let me just make sure I got this correctly because it sounds crazy. Yeah. So he's a friend. Yeah. He he, he, he charged $250 for the, to be the wedding photographer. Right. And he got hungry, thirsty, all that stuff, and they said he couldn't eat and drink? Yeah. So basically – so basically, and, and again, having done a couple of weddings, uh, having been around that a little bit, typically when you have a wedding photographer in the contract, it stipulates you get a meal that everybody else gets. Like it's kind of a standard thing for right. for you to get a meal. And, and like your caterer already knows they set a meal aside for the photographer. And part of the reason for doing that is... You don't really want a photographer taking pictures of people eating. You get zero good photos at that moment. Like everybody's got, you know, everybody's half got like a piece of like steak or fish or chicken or whatever the hell it is in their mouth and they're chewing. And you, so you don't get good shots anyway. And and then on top of it, you know, he like if you're a good photographer, you do, you know, my wife and I would always split up and I would be with the groomsmen and, you know, I'd make sure to get the shot of like the the uh, best man like doing up the tie on the on the groom and you know some of those candid like before the wedding photos and then my wife would always follow around the bride as she's getting ready and you know with her mom before you know with the bride's mom beforehand and that kind of stuff so you start like the wedding could start at two o'clock in the afternoon you're already you've probably already done two three hours of photos right right and then you have the ceremony and then you have to take the time. If the ceremony is not at the same place as the reception, you drive over to the reception and get the bride and groom arriving in that whatever vehicle and on and on and on. So like 
by five o'clock, this guy's been working for six hours without a break, and everybody else is starting to eat. Yeah, yeah. So from my limited knowledge here, it sounds like he was uh, highly underpaid. Um, definitely, they broke the the etiquette right for the wedding photographer, and it's already bad pay and everything else. So I would say, especially the fact that he said it to the guy and was like, "Hey, listen, I need to eat." And the guy basically gave him an option. Then I mean, there's nothing wrong with this at all. So he's not the asshole, in my opinion. Like he did the right thing. I mean, even just you know saying it and sticking around and all that kind of stuff. I don't think any you know not most people would even stick around and and wait for a conversation like that. So I would think you know this this guy is, is totally in the right, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I a thousand percent agree. Like give the like he's supposed to be your friend, right? Yeah. So this is somebody you know. You've known them for a while. They're doing you. They 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 were they were pessimistic about even doing the shoot because that's not what they do. You convince them into doing it. He's doing it for literally pennies because you take two hundred fifty dollars and you spread it out over the amount of time it's going to take for you to get all the photos for the day, go back, do all the editing, and get everything together. Like you're making next to nothing on this. And then you can't even get a drink, sit down, get a meal after six hours, five hours worth of work. Like, that's ridiculous. And, and then the person said, well, you're no longer our, our photographer, you know, and we're not going to pay you. Well, if you're not going to pay me and I'm no longer your photographer, I don't need the photos. So I'll delete them and leave. That, that was an option that the groom threw out there and the person accepted the, the terms of that agreement. So yeah. I, I, would, I, I couldn't imagine losing a friendship over something as, as ridiculous as a drink of water and, and food. Like, I think that's just ridiculous. If it was me, I couldn't be that person's friend anymore. Like that literally would have ruined a friendship. Oh, I'm hundred percent with you. And then on top of everything. So like to make it worse, if you go down through the comments, uh, he replies to a couple of questions. And like one of the questions were, were before you agreed to be the photographer, were you invited to the wedding? And the answer there was Yes. This guy was actually invited to the wedding before becoming the photographer. And what it sounds like to me is that they offered this guy the job and then said, okay, well, that's one less person we have to feed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It sounds because it sounds like they were broken. They didn't have money and, and catering and stuff at those events are expensive. So like, it sounds yeah, like how much is one one more plate gonna cost you? Like I'm gonna highball it and say, well, a, a single plate's like what, twenty bucks, twenty five no, bucks? No, like, no, no, just taking to, one it, plate away. It really depends. So, so just like again, just being around that world, one plate could be 150 bucks depending on how you cater it. Now, if they're broke. I, I agree, but they're having it at the at, at the Legion or the VFW. Well, right? yeah, but the Legion. So I'm, assu I'm assuming they're not high ending. The, the food. Well, so my my reception was, or, and we're talking twenty years ago. My reception, we were we were broke twenty year olds. My reception was at the Veteran Center here in my local town. Um, we got to decorate it really nice and make it look good. And we, but we had a caterer. It was still thirty five dollars a head, and you're talking about twenty five years ago or twenty years ago. So like, as as low as you think it might be, like it could be fifty bucks minimum. So. And again, Still, I'm not saying 50, uh, 50 bucks is not a whole lot of money. Well, the thing that gets me here too, and and no, it's not a lot of money, but the thing that gets me here too is like he wasn't even asking for wedding food at that point. Like he he literally says, "Hey, I'm going to take 20 minutes and go get some food." He's not saying I'm going to go get some of your food. He's saying I'm going to go down the street and get some food. 
Uh, and they even, they even balked at that. So, yeah, I mean, again, this is just like a dick move by somebody who doesn't know, you know, what kind of deal they got. And I kind of wonder here, too, because it that whole interaction at the end was between the photographer and his friend, the groom. Do you go on your honeymoon telling your wife so do you tell your wife all your photos were deleted before you go on the honeymoon or do you wait till you get home you definitely wait till you get home yeah you're like what i can't believe he left yeah you just and then and then you're when you get home you're blindsided he deleted the photos exactly i'm like hey i didn't know he left i didn't have a talk with him i didn't speak with her i'm like she's not gonna know any of this i'm never gonna talk to him again anyway so what's the difference yeah and, and, and this is why you get married by the justice of the peace at the courthouse. Because you don't have to worry about any of this. I mean, at the price he was paying his friend to be a photographer, they should have ordered Domino's and McDonald's and not. <laughs> <laughs> All the double cheeseburgers and cheeseburgers you could want. Exactly. Oh, and, and, and if you're vegetarian, it's okay. We got the fish filet over here. I mean, honestly, they could have had hot dogs <laughs> with cheese and sauce on them at that point. I was going to say, we is, talked. that is gourmet cuisine right there. I don't know. That might be a little bit out of their price range. That sounds like a chef Boyardee win for sure. Oh, you know, hey, Jason. Yeah. Jason. Yeah. Ravioli's on a hot dog. Dude, uh, that might be dinner tonight. <laughs> you guys are super sketch with your food. <laughs> super sus. I don't know what's going on here with this, this food. <laughs> always, always looking for great, Neil. Always looking for great. <laughs> ah, no. Listen, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So if you don't do the raviolis on a hot dog, like that could be just an amazing meal. Yeah, so, but you and, don't miss and layups. you don't know if you, you don't, don't miss layups. Try. Chicken strips are layups. You don't miss them. That's not true. I've seen some NBA players miss layups. Oh, come on. Oh, no, come no. on. You, you have no. two. Okay. There's, there's <laughs> bad chicken strips out there. But, you know, once you know they're good, they're good. Exactly. George, George, I got, I, I'll even one up you. Slices of hot dogs inside the ravioli. That's disgusting. Oh, that that could be interesting. <laughs> like, like so unless unless you're getting the all beef hot dog, which is the only hot dog I eat, by the way, is that's, the all beef. That's the only one I got right? too. What is the difference between like the the non all beef hot dog and the meat that's in the ravioli? Like, I'm sure there's not much of a difference. You guys are literally discussing like end of the world foods that you would put together. After you raided a house that, you know, was abandoned. Well, so I'm not going to lie. If I eat ravioli tonight, it is in my hurricane supplies. <laughs> exactly. That's my, what's my, wrong with your raviolis. My, my hurricane supplies consist of four boxes of MREs. There's only one kind of ravioli you should be eating. It's from Publix in a bag, and it's mini rounds, and that's it. I, I was going to ask if it was the mini ones. <laughs> it's the mini ones. So, Neil, after this, I need you to, to log into Publix. Text me the link so I can try them. I just looked it up right now. It's Salanto, 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 Tano. I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. Rosina cheese ravioli mini rounds. Come on, baby. It's it's the way to go, man. I'll, well, I'll definitely send you the link. It's uh, it's it's eleven thirty now. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can't go get those. So Chef Boyardee tonight and whatever that's called tomorrow. <laughs> I'm listening. You can still do the hot dog, the the pizza hot dog. That's an option. It's not. <laughs> it it's is not an option. It's. <laughs> It's never an option. <laughs> so uh, you have to bake that, though, right? No, no, no. You no. <laughs> I, sounds, I, it gets worse I and worse. Hot dog, I eat the hot dog up. Okay. I heat the sauce up on the stove. Okay. And then you just 
put the hot dog bun or hot dog in the bun, add your warm sauce, sprinkle a little cheese on there, and you let it set for like just about a minute or so so the cheese melts a little bit. It's fantastic. Hey, Neil, do yes, you sir? do mustard on hot dog or just ketchup? I'm not really crazy about mustard, man. I usually just go ketchup. I'll do weird things on a hot dog now. I will put barbecue sauce on a hot dog if it's available. I've, I, 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 I've even done mayo on a hot dog. No, I've done mayo, but so here's here's the deal. It has to be the fancy sauce where you mix it with the ketchup. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do things like that before I do mustard. Like I'm not if, I, if 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 there's no other options around, I'll just do straight up ketchup. What about like relish? Do you guys use relish? I'm not yes. a relish guy. I am not a relish guy, but you know, I, I like I like mustard and relish on hot dog. You know, what my problem with relish on a hot dog is it's cold. Like, I don't want cold relish on a hot dog on a hot hot dog. I, I can understand that. Yeah, that, I, can that, understand. I can respect that. I can respect that. That's, I think that's my problem with it. You're like, as soon as you put it on there, it's cooling down the hot dog, and I'm not down with that. So <laughs> let me let me tell you this. Yeah. Uh, working where I'm at now, every once in a while, I will go to 7-Eleven or Circle K and grab the, the, the two hot dogs for three bucks for lunch. Yeah. And the only way you can do that is with the nacho cheese and the chili. Those are fantastic. Now, I'm going to go to our old school roots, and I am going to give you a fat guy food tip uh, if you do partake in, in like, uh, 7-Eleven foods. Absolutely. And I I know a lot of you out there don't do that because it's gas station food, and I get it. Look, I'm a fat guy. I put a whole bunch of all kinds of stupid shit in my body. So, But if you ever go there and you get the nachos from either one, like 7-Eleven, Circle K, or whatever... Here's the deal. What they want you to do is open the bag of nachos, pour them in the tray, and put nacho, put the cheese and the, the chili on top, right? That's what they want you to do. Yeah, that's a mistake. That's a huge mistake. What you need to do is fill the tray up with chili and nacho cheese. And then you dip. And afterwards. then you dip. But you get like you can get a mountain of, of cheese and, and uh, chili to, to dip your nachos in. And your nachos didn't get all soft because it's already been covered. Like you, they stay crispy, and then you get to dip them in there. That's just a fat guy food tip from me to you. That's a throwback. It is a throwback. <laughs> so, well, Jason, it's uh almost eleven thirty. Let's go ahead and put a bow on this thing. Uh, we told Neil it'd only be about thirty thirty five minutes, and uh, we're getting pretty close to well, been on this call for forty five minutes. So, let's go ahead and wrap it up. You guys know I charge overtime, right? So like time and a half for this. Listen, you can just delete the photos. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, we'll just I'll just delete. It's not the photos; it'll be just the voice. It'll yeah, delete my voice <laughs> off the podcast immediately, <laughs> unless you pay me overtime. I mean, how how will anybody live without your chicken tender stories? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I mean, and, and like you know, there's a there's a listener uh, of the Cloud Diners podcast named Austin, um, and he heard me one time talking about food on the podcast and and air fryers and i said i had never used one he literally mailed me an air fryer um straight from amazon man like the dude was he's he's awesome and i gotta say like for my food tip like that's my secret weapon now is an air fryer like oh. i use it for everything i know i'm like late to the party so on that i'm like late to the party but like i will literally put anything in air fryer at this point i'm like just air fryer it like i don't use anything else in the house anymore it's like it's become my only electronic that i actually use like it's crazy but like i love air fryers for like any food in the world <laughs> we we literally cook our hot dogs in the air fryer yeah everything everything dude uh reheating so we used to throw away french fries like when you go out somewhere uh and you don't eat them the night before but an air fryer reheats fries perfectly man it's perfect 
It's great. Yeah, it's it's the best for like cooking anything, reheating anything. Like it's my, it, it works so fast for the most part. Like it's my thing. So like Austin changed my life, man. So yeah, man, I see why he had to send it to me. I see I see why he said I was missing something. You know, people say that all the time, but this guy changed my life, man. And that's I mean, having a listener that'll send you something, that's pretty fucking cool. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, it's also dangerous, right? Like, what if he wanted to kill me? I didn't know. Well, but now he knows. Was... How did he know where you lived? I gave him my address. What the hell? So wait, wait. So he just—he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna." Uh, is that all I have to do to get your address, Neil? I'm gonna send you something. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you can tell me you're sending me a sports card, and I'll give you my address. I've given millions of strangers my address at this point. I mean, you had George over to your house. If you roll the dice I like did. that, like then. Uh, if you get through the guard at the gate, your whatever you're about to do is worth it, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll eat that, man. So if you and get the through the guard at the gate, he's not doing a whole lot. He's not doing anything. No, he's not doing anything at all. That and anytime you tell him, they're they're the worst, man. They don't do anything at all. They say, hey, man, this is up. Uh, we can't tell nobody. They can't come in. I'm like, okay, sure, all right, whatever. Um, are yeah. they if if they're allowed to just let whoever whoever comes by in? Are they really guards at that point? Well, like the, the the trick is like if you know more than one person here, say one person doesn't want you in, you just tell the other person to call you in, and then you go to that person's house, still don't bother them. So that's like the trick. So like if you lived here and George lived here and you didn't like me anymore, I would say, hey George, put me on the list, call me in, and I'm gonna go to Jason's house and kill him. And I would do it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if you lived here or you know someone here, you probably know another person here. So, so it works, man. No, I was just gonna say, like, I you can't really call them guards if they're not allowed to stop people. I don't know what their names would be, statues, I guess. Yeah, something like that, something like that. But yeah, I, I trusted the guy. He sent me an air fryer. He's amazing. The air fryer is amazing. If anyone wants to send me anything, I, you kind of feel like you should have like a PO box or something. It's probably safer. But um, yeah, I rolled the dice and it, and shout out to Austin, man. Uh, hey Neil, on your next clock, Dodgers, have people listen to this show. <laughs> and then I can ask Austin. I have an air fryer, but I'll figure something out. He can buy me. I don't. I don't know. Man. Always he, the second one, right? I'm, if he once he hears that you eat Chef Boy or D and all this kind of stuff, he's gonna be like, "Listen, he, he might sign you up for Butcher Box, Jason. That'd be good." He, he knows you're a minimalist, man. You can if you can get by on Chef Boy or D, you don't need anything else. Well, it's 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 almost midnight. Like you can get by pretty much on anything at midnight. Pop George, right, George, if you were gonna eat dinner right now in your house, what would it be? Right now, if I was eating dinner, probably I wouldn't. I would just skip it. It's like it's way Smart too man. late for dinner. Okay, Smart but man. if you had Chef Boyardee, Jason, are you assuming I don't have Chef Boyardee? I, I feel like that would be a false assumption. I am kind of assuming that. I apologize. Would people be would people be disappointed if they came to my house and I didn't have Chef Boyardee to offer? Like it's not I something mean, you offer. You might be on a terrorist list somewhere. No, so here's the thing. I don't think you offer Chef Boyardee to a guest. That's something you eat in shame out of the can. <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't cook for anybody, and it's because I don't want to be judged. So like, I never cook. I never cook dinner unless it's like my kids. They're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna talk shit. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't cook Chef a lot Boyardee, of dinner. Right? Yeah, I don't give them Chef Boyardee. I, c- I don't do that. I cook for everybody, so I don't mind being judged. Do you hit it with Chef Boyardee and say it's like, you know, something you made? Hell no. No, I got, I, listen, I got. I see you got all the fancy shit. I see your grills and all this kind of stuff. Listen, I'm the guy that doesn't know how to use those things. Yeah, so I I bought, yeah, I bought another grill. 
It seems like going crazy. Well, the the problem is Walmart every year has clearances at the same exact time every year. So on my Facebook feed, it says like four years ago you bought this grill, and three years ago you bought this grill. Two but years how do you ago, love you bought this grill. grills and all this kind of stuff so much, but then also love Chef Boyardee. How is there such a range? They're they're, they're not mutually exclusive. No, like, you can you like, can do both. I can like real like, good. No. Listen, I can eat the best pizza in the world and still go back to uh little caesars you know what i mean like it just don't talk bad about little caesars like it's not good little caesars is shit pizza i like their bread man their garlic bread their cheesy garlic their, bread whatever. Their, their, their cheese bread is the best yeah i'll go there just for that yep same I'm like let me just get that and i'm out see ya and now they got the they got the they got the boxes now where you can just walk up you don't have to speak to nobody you just take it and leave they can't judge you oh they're still judging when they load that thing <laughs> that's <laughs> just no no, they're not, because most of the time the people work there don't care. No, they—they're they're, really—they just don't care. I always go into every establishment thinking that people care more than they care. No, trust me, they don't care. I know, but I think they do, George. And what? what and now that you don't work at the what do you guys call it? The, the factory. The, the, the factory. factory. Now that you don't work at the factory anymore, George, do you have like a fancy name for your new things that you're doing? Like you need uh, to keep it still, like you know, incognito and mysterious. Like I think instead of saying my new job, a new place, you need to have something cool like the factory. No, it's the construction that. site. Work site. <laughs> that doesn't sound good, man. The, the factory site. is mysterious. It's like you know we don't know where you're working. It could be you know Duff with we uh, we I just don't know, man. Like there has to be a different name for it. The work site doesn't work, man. I need you to do something different. Make you know what mysterious. I? You know what I am learning though. I feel like uh, Neil does like the fact that we called the place the factory. I think he I thinks do. it's kind of cool. I do think it's cool. Because it leaves some mystery. And you guys are, it's like, you know, when a girl doesn't get naked all the way, you're like, oh, what does she look like under there? It's a little better than just naked straight out of the gate. Like, it's one of those things. I mean, Neil, I've been married 20 years. So I know what's under there. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> not on every woman, just one woman. Well, it's true, but I also, after 20 years, know I'm never going to know what it looks like under, the, under everywhere else. It's That's just, I'm never going to know. That's a mystery, though. I need you to keep. I need you to keep it a mystery. All right. At this point, like it's like if I ate at your house, I wouldn't know if I'm going to get Chef Boyardee or the grill. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's the mystery when you go to Jason's house to eat dinner. No, it's so that's not a mystery. About, You're getting. What if I call it the shop? The, the shop. shop? Yeah, that, looks the cool. shop. that sounds a little better. Sounds that's, a little better. That's better. Yeah. You no. can call it the site, I guess, if you want. Just don't call no, it. I like the shop. I like the okay, shop. the shop. There, there, um, there is no mystery when you come to my house. You're getting the grill. Uh, okay. You, you may get the sous vide. I may get Chef Boyardee on the grill. So nah, we I was about to say, like, Jason, next time you fire up that smoker, dude, you got to smoke some Chef Boyardee. I, I actually, <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm down with it. <laughs> I've smoked a lasagna before, like a homemade lasagna. That was all right. I was smoked actually. Piece of hot dogs. <laughs> I, I was thinking about uh, throwing my ravioli in the air fryer. Mm, that's interesting. Just eat it out the can. Just take it out the can. All right, all right, all right. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to cut this short. We're going to get into Neil's overtime. Uh, so, uh, George, you uh, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, I'm trying to fill a uh, mid-season league for Break from the Grind Toys for Tots. Uh, we're going to be giving away a Cam Akers mini helmet. So if anybody's listening and they're interested, it's uh, $40 to join. 100% of the, the donation money goes directly to Toys for Tots this year. Um, other than that, I got nothing. So, uh, Neil, we talked about your, your two podcasts, but go ahead and plug them again. 
Yes. Okay. So you can find me first of all on all social media platforms at Clock Dodgers. Please follow me. I love it when you follow me. Um, also, the podcast Clock Dodgers. Just search Clock Dodgers on your favorite podcast platform. Also, even if you're not a Raider fan, why not at least subscribe and leave a five star review, guys? Right to what happens in Vegas. I mean, it just makes sense. You know, it seems like a logical thing to me. So yeah, what happens in Vegas is a Raiders podcast. Clock Dodgers, kind of a catch all of everything at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram, all those good places. All right, and you can catch me on Twitter at BFTG Jason. Uh, you can catch our show at break, uh, BFTG... Oh, wow, it's been oh, a long man. time since I've done this. At BFTGpod.com. You can email us at BFTGpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on all of the uh, all of the podcast platforms. George, I know you're... What, uh, what's your new Twitter handle there? At George Reed FF. If they're not on the podcast, you can catch them at the factory and the shop. And and with that, thank you for taking a break from your daily grind.